Hey there, I am Heidi Powell and you have made it to Heidi's Lane. I am a mom of four beautiful kids, a health enthusiast, and an entrepreneur who, just like everybody else, is learning to navigate the joys, the grief, the love, the messes, and everything in between on this beautiful highway we call life. Now, nothing is off the table here in my lane, so I invite you to cozy up, grab a cup of coffee, join me right here on my couch for real, raw, vulnerable conversation that hopefully helps you learn and grow through this journey with me. I am so grateful you are here. Welcome to Heidi's Lane. So welcome to episode two of Heidi's Lane. Um, What you're about to listen to might seem out of order if you listened to episode one last week. Uh, If you recall from episode one, I explained to you that I had started production of this podcast months ago. And uh, for reasons that I talked about last episode, it didn't go out. However, the four or five episodes that I recorded were actually very real and raw and vulnerable. And they're going to give you a peek into how this podcast came about, how it started, how it was named. Um, There's a lot that we talk about in this upcoming episode. Actually, you're about to listen to it. Um, So yeah, enjoy this. Enjoy this real, raw, vulnerable look um, at how it all began. Enjoy. I don't know what I'm doing. And I think it's super important that through this podcast journey, um, you guys get to see all the mess ups, all the parts that are um, typically edited out. Um, all the things that maybe on social media I would edit out so that, um, I mean, there's time constrictions on social media, right? There's like, I have a minute to do a, a story. And so you're forced to edit out so that it can all fit. But I also think it's super important that you guys have a behind the wall view of who I really am, what I'm really about. And, uh, I say that because I want you to know that it's not always beautiful. In fact, it's not. It's it's really, really messy and it's super chaotic. And I have so many imperfections. I'm sure a lot of them are apparent. Um, and I love to show that because if I, in my messiness and in my chaos, can still create and find happiness and joy and appreciate and love the life that I live and accomplish things that maybe you think you can't, right? If I can do it with this messiness and have you see it, uh, my hope is that it will give you uh, hope that you can too. Um, What I was saying is I don't know what I'm doing, but I do know why I'm doing this. Um, A podcast is a thing that I've wanted to do for years. And I'm going to get into this in a little bit. I feel like at this point in my life, it the the why has shifted quite a bit, and it's more for healing, um, healing myself than it is for anything else. Healing, healing me first, and uh, consequently, healing any of the listeners that might relate to any specific parts of my journey. Um, I I actually have a guest that I'm going to be bringing on because there are so many nerves in this 
that I, I think it's okay to have a security blankie. Like literally I have one in front of me and I brought my good friend, Kira, come on in because I want this to feel, I want this to feel like a conversation. I want every podcast episode that I do. Hi, hey. <laughs> here she is. Oh. Um, I want every podcast episode that I do to feel like a conversation that I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm having with you, but I want everyone listening to feel like I'm also having a conversation with them. I'm going to, I may look at you. I may not. Um, but I think it's important. I, and, and here's the thing. Hi, Kira. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for doing this. Let me you. get cozy. Yeah, let's get cozy. Let's get cozy here. Um, <clears throat> so the reason why I wanted you <laughs> to do this with me yeah. is for a handful, it's a handful of things, but first and foremost, this girl has, I've known her for how many years now? We were 19. I was 19. How old, so how old are we? I'm 40 now. So I'm 41. Like 21 yeah. over, years. Over 20 years. Yeah. We've known each other. Um, so our ex-husbands, my first ex-husband and her ex-husband were actually friends um, in high school, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And so Kira and I knew each other um, and were friends with each other, I mean, life, life times ago. I know. I mean, I lived in, my <sighs> first condo was yours. I bought it from you. Oh, that's right. I saw <laughs> At like 19. I, I was always a hustler. You I forget were, about this. You were. I bought our first condo was yours. That's right. It was the yeah. first one that I bought from yeah. my grandpa who yeah. gave me a killer deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I sold it to you. Yeah. So, I mean, our paths have danced back and forth for a long time. It, isn't it? It's crazy to think of. I mean, that's a whole separate podcast episode. Yeah. Who we were back in 2001 or whatever year that was. Yeah. Like we were completely different people. Yeah. And what's so cool about Kira um, is that every, uh, what is every fork in my road, mm. like between my first marriage and my second, and then between my second and my, and Dave, yeah. and then again, after Dave, at every single incremental fork in my road, Kira magically showed up. I, I mean this, Kira, and I've said this to you, and I'll say it again. You have been a a lighthouse for me, and it, it's almost like um, if I were to picture, you know, on the train tracks, how there's when there is like a fork, and then I, I wish I had the word. I should have researched this ahead of time, but you know how there's that thing that like the the director, the like pike, it, it, is that <laughs> what it is? Word pike it's is the thing in where it. there's a fork, and one yeah. of the things like yeah um, directs you one way. You are that thing for me. Wow. And I'm you. forever grateful because every fork in the road or every huge shift in my life has come with options that could have either made me or broken me, yeah. right? Made yeah. me a better person and brought me toward my highest self or torn me down. Yeah. And, and you have been such a beautiful, mm. um, open, accepting, non-judgmental safe place for me. And yeah, I mean, and, and like without going into too much detail, you were the person who led me to the place where I, after my first divorce, um, you, I remember I was just a mess and you're like, I really think you need to go to this thing called landmark. Yeah. I actually started seeing your dad as a therapist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Therapy has been a 
huge part of my life. Um, and at that seminar, self-development seminar is actually where I met Chris. Yeah. And then, you know, after my, after Chris and I divorced, you came into my life again and introduced me to breath work, healing, meditation, by taking me to people who shifted my life in a way that I wouldn't have been able to otherwise. Um, and then here we are now. I know. I have goosebumps from you my know, head to my toes and, right now. And here's what's crazy. You came back into my life. Like we can go years yeah. without talking. And we then did. when we do, it's like, like we never <laughs> left, like we had never yeah. left each other. Yeah. And there's no, there's always love. There's never, I mean, this is a sign of a good friend. There's never bad blood for not having responded or reached out. It's just like, there's nothing you're, 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 you are love. You came back into my life in, was that December when, I mean, you've always been in my life, but like really deeply, you know, it um, was, or was it November? My marriage ended, um, September, 2022. So it must have been October. And it was October and you just reached out and you were like, can you just, you can come use my beach house. Yeah. And I had, I mean, I've been married for 20 years. I had never taken a trip just on my own to just be alone. And I was like, I have to do it. And I feel like it was at the beach house where it was like, we just bonded we again. bonded again. And I was in a big transition because that, that was the point in my life where another relationship was ending yeah. permanently. And you really helped me through. Um, and I, I think that was the time where I was kind of getting my bearings in another way that truly prepared me for, I think, the ultimate heartbreak that I felt so far. And um, now in this phase where, <clears throat> back to the podcast, I actually haven't told you this yet, but this is huge for me. Like, it's such a big deal for me to... And this hit me this morning. It is, it's a huge deal for me to be venturing on my own mm. for the first time without a man mm. backing me or believing in me or giving me their approval. Like this, th this right here, it's me, it's you, it's Abby, it's God, right? Yeah. Oh. And... I, I posted a little bit on it on social media today, but I didn't really give all of the details, but truly every single thing I have done. And I'm realizing this because I've been working through a lot of my childhood trauma that stems from my relationship with my dad. We all have it. Um, but everything I've done from how I achieved as a child and a teenager for my dad's approval. Right. And I never got it in the way that I wanted it. He gave it to me, but not in the way that my child brain thought it, I needed to hear it to what I'm learning now is, um, I don't need a man's approval. I don't need a man to tell me I'm doing it right. To tell me I'm doing it well. I don't need his stamp on it. And what's interesting is yesterday in this, this is how this epiphany came to me. I was spinning, overthinking how to start a podcast. I mean, I, we'll get to this in a minute. The amount of resistance that has been and the amount of times I backed out to get to here is an achievement alone because I have backed out so many times uh, over many years. But as I was driving, I was like, man, 
I'm nervous again. Like, I don't, I don't think this is a good idea. All this self-talk is going through my head. And I reached out to two of my friends who are men because I was like, they'll know what to do. Like something in my brain, again, childhood trauma, it's generational patterns. They'll know what to do. They'll know the answer to this all while, like essentially what I was doing is I was, um, I was downplaying or not recognizing and acknowledging my knowing, right? And good news is I couldn't connect with either of them because when they had called back, I was busy. And then this morning we didn't match up and it hit me this morning. I'm like, God is making this not align because I don't need a man to tell me I can do something. I don't need him to save me. No one's going to ride in and on a horse, like no, like knight in shining armor is going to take me away and live happily ever after. No, like this is my, this is my life. Mm-hmm. I am mine to save, right? I am my own nidus, <laughs> if that's a word, mm-hmm. in shining armor. And doesn't that, what is that, what does that feel like in your body? This is a very good question. Um, Okay. Before the realization, before the realization, it was scary. Mm. My whole life, even I mean, when I, when you and I reconnected in October, you probably remember the fear, right? The fear of jumping from a relationship, not jumping, but, but actually allowing a relationship to end that Dave and I knew was not right for a year at that point. But there's fear in not having a man know the answers and not having a man to lead me or guide me. Um, same with biz- right business. It's like there's a fear in jumping or tearing down my businesses, which is another whole podcast episode, yeah. destroying everything and not having a man as my partner. There's fear. There was fear in doing this. My very first, I don't even want to call this a business venture because this isn't to make money. This is a heart venture. Mm. but doing this without a man was scary. But the realization when it popped in my head, I think I said, Oh my gosh, I can't wait to tell you something. Um, it feels powerful. Yeah. And I had a conversation with a friend last night who had, I mean, we, we hardly ever talked. We've only talked twice since high school and she called me and I picked up and I would never pick up because I just, it was nighttime. I was tired And we had a great conversation. And one of the things she said is she said, I want you to know that, and I, it's funny because another friend had said the same. She said, I want you to know that like the moon, you are always whole, which is a saying I recently heard and I have written on a post in my room. And then she said, and your perfect match, not perfect match, but your match in a man would be like the sun who is also whole, right? But she said this, the moon doesn't need the sun to do its job at night. So I don't need the sun. I don't need a sun. I am a perfectly whole moon. um, And I feel whole. Yeah. Right now in this moment, like, let's, let's clarify (laughs) when people are like, how are you doing? Well, right now, here's how I am. Mm -hmm. Um, But that can shift. And fear can creep in, but at least I, that knowing of my power is there. Yeah. And I can always tap into that. 
So whole as we are venturing into something that we don't know. And I say we, she knows what she's doing. So Kira's had a podcast for, hold on, let's talk about that real fast. <laughs> Kira's had a podcast for how many years? Uh, four. It has had three different names because that's how I roll. <laughs> it's fine. It's the evolution. It is. And l- listen, it is okay. I want people to know it is okay for things to evolve. It's okay for things yeah. to change. I think part of my overthinking that had me not wanting to start this or scared, scared to start this is like a, well, what if I do it wrong? Right? Like that's a big thought that comes into all of our minds. What if I do it wrong? And what did you say to me when I said, what if I do it wrong? I said, the only way you do this wrong is if you don't do it like Heidi, you have to do it Heidi's way and any other way. So anything that people have told you, this is how you need to do a podcast. This is how you need to do your message. This is what needs to be on first episode. No. Yeah. If you do it Heidi's way, that's the right way. I love that. And this is actually one of the reasons why I, I'm adding, I'm keeping all of this stuff in to episode number one. Number one, because it's my way. Yeah. <laughs> and number two, um, I I want you to see so that you can work through. Because I have full confidence that like every single thing I do, um, I don't know what I'm doing at first. I have no idea what I'm doing at first. And I think what separates me from people who might not feel like they've achieved is I do it anyway. And I think that goes for any single person who is your version or your definition of successful. And I'm not talking about financially successful. I'm talking about, uh, for me, success is achievement and fulfilling my heart. And sometimes it comes with financial success and sometimes it doesn't. Um, sometimes it comes with success in the way of learning lessons. Um, but every single person I think would say the same thing. It's they were scared shitless too. Yeah. And they did it anyway. Um, and they're, <laughs> yeah. I, and I love that you said, you said the only way to do it wrong is if you don't do it your way. Yeah. Um, and my way is to not edit. Yeah. I, and I might change my mind. I'm always going to reserve the right to change my mind next week if I want to. But I, I think since Dave passed and I came back on social, if anyone saw my stories, I'm, I'm acting like everyone watches my stories. You probably don't, or you might, <laughs> but I had actually shot some stories showing a studio mm-hmm. and I was so excited right? Like I always do. I get really excited that you flew to, and I drove four of my kids to drove her kids (laughs) to come help me. It was great. It was was actually a really great trip. It was fantastic. Let's just talk about the sacrifice. So that went into that, like truly Kira had just gotten home from New York talking on a big stage and she had previously led an event. I don't remember what order for in Arizona, (laughs) out of state. She lives in Idaho. She gets back from this whirlwind week and a half. And I say, Kira, I'm ready to do my podcast. God bless you and me (laughs) for my special ridiculousness. It was so good. Um, I said, I'm ready to do a podcast. Can I get your help? And this is something I actually do need to work on in my life. And I mentioned this to you is enrolling people in things that I'm excited about because I feel it so much in the moment, whether it's love or business or like I am a ro- hopeless romantic with everything, yeah. including work. Yeah. And I said, can I get your help? And you, li- without hesitation, I had barely finished my sentence. Yeah. And you're like, I'll pack up my kids and drive. 
six hours right after I get home and get my kids back. And <laughs> you did. And you drove six hours for me. I'll tell you why. Because <clears throat> there's not a lot of people in this world that I'm super close to because I, I don't know, I'm introverted and I have five kids and I run business. There's not yeah. a lot of people. You're one of my people. Thank you. And because you're one of my people, when you're like, I need help, I'm like, holy hell yes. Thank you. I'll show up for you. And it was an amazing trip. Well, but let's talk about, <laughs> and also maybe not, but it, it was both. <laughs> so let's really talk about the trip. So Kira gets okay. there. I get there at 2 a.m. Yeah, 2 a.m. Drives Thursday, all night. Thursday morning. No, Friday morning. <laughs> yeah. Friday morning. So Friday during the day, yeah. we're in studio setting. I mean, Abby and Susan are setting up my set. We're so excited. We're doing this podcast. We pick the music. We know what the cover is going to look like. We're talking about the title and we're shooting the next day. Yeah. And we were jazzed. We were jazzed. We were crying. So we were excited. like all crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I get to the hotel and I have a freak out where I, st I have not just a freak out, but a realization that <clears throat> in a time where I am coming home to me, and by home, I mean in my body, in my soul, in my heart, in my head. Like I am coming home. Yeah. And I'm coming home to me. I'm coming home to my kids. I'm shedding a lot of my identities um, that previously told me I was enough, even with regard to my businesses. Yeah. Right. And that's a super scary thing. So I'm in this space where I've committed to myself to coming home even if it means financial stress, even whatever, what it could mean a lot of things, even if it means the world, you know, I, I don't get the validation of being a coach or a teacher anymore. Um, so that I can heal. Yeah. And this realization had me like, why am I doing this in a studio <laughs> in Utah, <laughs> which rewind where, two days before I was like, Heidi, why are you doing this? In you Utah? did. <laughs> and I was like, cause this is the way that it is. It's going to be perfect. And so I got her jazzed on the idea of doing this out of state. And I don't think it's a bad thing in the no. long run, but my realization was in a, in a world where I am committed to me and my kids first and yeah. foremost, yep. like those are my big rocks in the jar, yep. right? A podcast has got to be the sand, yeah. like everything besides me, my relationship with God and my relationship with my kids and my relationships with others after that, like yep. friends who matter, those are my rocks. Mm -hmm. There is literally not another rock in my jar. Mm -mm. The sand is a podcast and yeah. anything else, right? The sand is the biggest, grainiest podcast because it's the one I'm the most excited for. Um, however, and it's a part of my healing. Um, but I thought, how, why would I start a podcast in a studio in Utah? It needs to be in my home. Yeah. I need to know that no matter what, without a shadow of a doubt, I can hit record yeah. and I can talk, not dependent on having to fly to a studio or have somebody be here. And you know what? It's also more real. Yeah. And cozy. And cozy. It's, and raw. it's so cozy right now. Yeah. The studio is so beautiful. And, and I, and love I the can studio. do some in the yeah. future. Like if there are people yeah. I'm like, I if I don't want to, there's sometimes I don't want the energy of someone else yeah. in my home. Yeah. And so I love the studio, but I felt like to set yeah. the scene, set the tone in my home first. So I can wake up with no makeup on and record and just be me. And then if I want to go to the office for a day and I'm in Utah, I'm going to 
there are people that I know that we can film in the studio in Utah. Yep. Yeah. And, and I think that's a, a big lesson for anybody, right? I, I think we all, and I, I'm not going to say we all, I, and a lot of the women who I've worked with, mm-hmm. um, we often get re- like, we wonder why we try and fail and try and fail and try and fail yeah. over and over, right? Yeah. Like, why can't my business succeed? Why can't relationships succeed? Why can't anything succeed? Yeah. The biggest thing we, I always talk about the idea of integrity, right? It's doing what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it, not just everybody else, but mostly to yourself. And what happens in transformation, we always say that the biggest issue people have and why they try and fail so often is they overcommit. You don't really think before you jump. Now there is a happy medium because we don't want to overthink and never jump, but we also don't want to always just jump. Like there's a time and a place to just jump. Um, but thinking through those things. And if I want this podcast to be something that's sustainable mm-hmm. and doable, mm-hmm. I got to think before I jump. Well, and when you told me that, you know, it was just like so much truth in my body. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not sustainable to fly to Utah all the time to record yeah. episodes when you have four kids. Like, it's just not, this isn't sustainable. And the thing that came to me was like, this is so damn important. Like yeah. what you are doing here is so important. We have to create like the the hold, the yeah. thing that's going to hold it. Because if it's not sustainable, you're going to burn out and then nobody's going to get this magic. Oh, so like, that's why when you said I'm doing it in my home, I'm like, yeah. So I will Holy fly hell, on yes. down. Yeah, I will, so I will fly on down. Here she is again. <laughs> really, she's just thanking me for being one of her first guests in her closet. <laughs> I thought you were going to share something else. <laughs> Not yet, Heidi. We're going to no. keep that one. I'm not going to share that. <laughs> so let's go back to the closet. So my podcast started in a closet in my house. And I had Heidi. You were probably one, like, one of my first 10 guests. So like, thank well, you. She said, I love how I, she's like, hey, I started a podcast. It's the studio. She called it a studio. As at my house. I'm like, that's amazing. Kira has a studio at her house. That was cool. And then Abby, we get to her house. And she's like, come up into this room. The room is great. She walks me into a closet, like literally just a small closet, shuts the door, <laughs> sits down and goes, okay, this is where we're doing it. And I'm like, this is your studio? You're like, yeah, the acoustics are great. They are horrible. The acoustics were horrible. But it was like... Um, it was my little safe place, it was. right? Like I felt cozy in there. It was so cozy. We pulled cards. We Do did. you remember that? We did pull <laughs> cards. It had all my crystals everywhere. And no, it was a magical closet. Guys, I like over the years, I'm, I'm becoming kooky. It was so great. But do you know what sucked about that episode is that we <laughs> laughed so much and moved around so much that the audio was out of control because we were like, this the whole time. <laughs> So when I've gone back to look at any <laughs> podcast that I've done with other people, it is literally like I'm laughing over them the whole time. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, we have to go back to the closet. Okay. So it's- <laughs> while we're there, Heidi tells me, I'm going to start a podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm going to start a podcast. And I was like, yes. And so it was like so beautiful that you spoke that mm. in my little closet. And here we are. Four years <laughs> later. It's okay. It's okay. Here we are. <laughs> but like who you are now and who I am now, we're like lifetimes different. We are. Literally. 
So I feel like that's a good uh, segue to this whole idea of me doing a pot because it yeah. is something I, I think you were the first person to have me realize if she can do it, <laughs> if she can do it in her closet, I got this. <laughs> but I'm serious, Kira. I was like, well, if Kira can do it, I can do it. It's so great. Like at the time we had a TV show and stuff. So I'm yeah. like, I can figure this out. Kira's rigging this in her closet. I got this. And it's true. But, but in all honesty, I think that's really important for people to know. I think yeah. sometimes people look at me <clears throat> or anyone who has a platform yeah. and has what the world would call success. And they think, oh, they, they know how to do everything. They can do anything. Not so much like there, especially when our brand, my brand was the result. Let's be honest. It was an accidental result of a TV show that my ex-husband had. And I just really am a workhorse. And I loved my husband and I loved the people that I worked to the point where they wanted to bring what was happening on the show. So I, a brand was created for me. I have so many people saying, how did you create your brand? I'm telling you, God uh, wanted me to have a platform. Yeah. And I think I, because of it, I've dealt with a lot of, a lot of unworthiness. But can I say something? Yeah. <clears throat> if you weren't, this magical, powerful being. I'm going to be touching your leg. Yeah, I know. I think that's just where we're going to have to yeah, be. Yeah, we're going to I'm saying something really okay. important right here, so okay, <laughs> hold <Sorry>. up. Okay. <laughs> but if you weren't who you are, which is like you are just, ah, oh, like just your presence shifts people. If you weren't that, none of this would have been built. So maybe just like... um Steve Jobs happened to live down the street from the one computer place in the world and happened to, you know, like his life environment teed him up to become the Steve Jobs. So yeah, your life environment teed you up, but because of who you are, that's why it worked. I love what you just said. <clears throat> and um, I mean, there are so many directions we could go right here. But there's a really great Steve Jobs quote that I, I'm going to jack it up, but it's something to the effect of we can never connect the dots looking forward, but we can always connect them looking back. Yep. And it was the whole idea of skill stacking, right? There were so many things in my life. When I say skill stacking, like the traditional person, it's like, oh, I worked at a pizza joint and then I delivered newspapers and then I did, I nannied and then I did all these things. And now I'm this massive CEO, right? So that's kind of the idea of skill stacking. Yeah. However, for me, it was, um, shame stacking. Oh, oh, I've never heard that before at that. And like even saying it, it like hits me in the heart a little bit. Um, from, just all my mistakes and my, my mistakes made, um, my eating disorder to my, I mean, I was engaged after high school and I ran away from it. I was married and divorced. I, and there's just thing after thing, after thing, after thing in my life that I had shame for yeah. and, um, shame around. And as a result, um, there's, I'm a super brainy, logical person but my life experiences have created empathy mm. and heart mm. and compassion and non-judgment in a way that <clears throat> I wouldn't have otherwise. And my dad, you know, my dad was the greatest dad and he struggled with addiction. Yeah. 
and with my eating disorder. I mean, it's just all of these things that happened when I was placed in the, when Chris and I created the show together, but he was the star, right? And I was just the fixer in the background who was trying to fix everybody and everything, including, you know, business for Chris. And I was his manager to these wonderful people who had food addictions, which was very, they and I were no different. Like Mm -hmm. I had a food addiction, but I could just hide it because I was bulimic back in the day. And, um, so there was a bonding that happened, right? So it, it, it was shame stacking. And then there was a moment where I, and I thought I would never, like, I thought I'm always going to regret. I would have that run through my brain. I'm always going to regret this. I'm always going to regret this mistake or this mistake. And then there was a moment where what I previously considered a mistake, which was my decade-long eating disorder that ruined my esophagus and my teeth. I'm literally getting an endoscopy on Friday to check the damage from years and years of this in the past. Uh, It ruined my teeth. I had to get veneers. I mean, uh, it ruined a lot. Um, But in that moment, I saw that all of the pain and all of the struggle and all of the mistakes and all of the shame Mm. was for a reason Yeah. so that I could connect and help them and understand them in a way that I never could have mm. otherwise. Yep. And so move kind of fast forwarding over some stuff because there's a lot after that, right? Yeah. It doesn't stop. Um, I always say I'm the jack of all trades and the master of none. And when I say the jack of all trades, it's just, I've messed up a lot in life. Yeah. And so how does that qualify me? I mean, I, it qualifies me because I feel like it it doesn't need to qualify me to anybody, but it qualifies me with God Yeah, and it qualifies me with myself. I've lived a lot of life. And I feel like if I can share my experiences, my thoughts, my, um, feelings in a way to where anybody listening can relate or see a part of who they are in my story, um, hopefully they can be helped. Well, and they will. Yeah. And this is something I say to authors as I help them write their books is your life qualified you mm. to write this book. Mm. Your life qualified you for everything that you've yeah. done. And I want to highlight that like on the energetic scale of, of emotions, shame is the lowest one closest Ooh. to death. Ooh. Ooh. And I want to just like really help you see how powerful you are. Because if shame has been the thing that you've had your feet in, for you to have created what you've created, even with the shackles of shame, like, holy hell, Heidi, <laughs> like, who are you? Right. There's not as much shame anymore, but I broke free up from this. It, but yes. Right. Like yes. to lead up. And, and I think this is so good for the listeners because everybody deals with shame. Yeah. And that's why people relate to you is because you're honest about it. And it's like, if you've been able to create what you've created mm-hmm. with shame pulling at you, Anybody can create. And that's what you bring. I love that. Shame and unworthiness, Mm. which let's be clear. um, That unworthiness probably, it still exists in a a way. There's a lot less shame because I feel um, like I've transformed the way that I think. Um, I don't believe in right or wrong mistakes or I I don't believe in that. 
mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-mm. I believe there is what I do and I either win or I learn. Right. Mm. I, oh, I love say it. Say that again. I believe that I do what I do. Yeah. And I either win or I learn. <sighs> we I gotta, can we make that into a poster? Yeah. But I have to give credit <laughs> to Drew Manning, my friend who taught me that. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. I can't take credit. It is so good. <sighs> and, and it's kind of like in nutrition. I always tell people, so here's what's interesting. I am highly qualified in the things that I teach, right? Like in nutrition, in fitness, and I'm qualified there. Yeah. But that's not where I feel like I'm meant to be. And and I'm in a season where I'm not teaching Mm -hmm. and I could because I'm qualified to teach, but I'm in a season of healing for me. Yeah. And I actually was explaining to Jack Canfield um, chicken soup for the soul guy. I listen, he is America's grandpa. I love him. I, he just is, he is love. Yeah. And he, and I have a relationship, um, like we've met through business and he's just a good friend of mine and he wanted me on his podcast a week and a half ago. Yeah. And I believe he had asked me right before Dave passed away before my world crumbled, I accepted. And I don't want to say crumbled before I realized how strong I was Mm. to build on my own. Mm. Um, And I accepted. And then as it drew closer, I sent him this big email and I said, Jack, I don't know that I'm in a place to teach. So if you want, like, let me explain where I'm at emotionally. I've torn down my businesses because I feel like I've been called by God to be a mom. Yeah. I feel like this is my calling to be home, to heal stuff that predates Dave and predates Chris and predates Derek and goes into my childhood. I feel like I need to heal that. So I don't keep bleeding all over everybody. And I said, I'm not in a place to teach, but I'm more than happy to share. And that's something I've said over and over on social recently is like, Hey, I don't want to, I can't teach. I don't want, I choose not to teach, but I'm happy to share. And if my sharing helps great. And Jack, he actually emailed back and just said, I love you. I hope you know that I love you and I love you more now. And I would love to have you on because, you know, we have some similarities. So we got on the podcast and I don't remember if we were recording or not. So I don't know what made um, the episode, but he had said, Hey, I want to let you know you're exactly where you're supposed to be Mm. in every way. Mm. And he said, and I believe your sharing is going to be the most impactful thing that you do. And he said, I heard a quote once not long ago, that went something like, I'm not here to teach you. I'm here to love you. Mm. And through my love, you will be taught. Mm. And that resonates with me. I'm not here to teach you. So to anyone listening, I'm not here to teach you. I am actually here to love you. And I think that anyone who's worked with me in the past knows that that is real and true for every single thing that I've taught, even if you've been a part of my nutrition education courses. I am not here to teach. I'm not on this earth to teach. I believe I'm on this earth to love. And I believe that love transforms and it guides mm-hmm. and it does teach. Um, and I, I mean, that goes for how it was on extreme. I didn't, I was not qualified at the time to teach or transform. I, I wasn't qualified to teach. Yeah. 
I was qualified through my hellish experiences to love mm. unconditionally and love changes people. Yeah. And I look at like, well, one, you're my weight loss coach. <laughs> two, two and a half years ago, I was yeah. 40 pounds heavier. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, listen, <laughs> it's not about the number on the scale. No, it's not. It's about your heart and your but, soul and your but glowing. I will say that what actually shifted for me in your group was you were like- Kira was in one of my groups. I was. Yeah. Yeah. That we hadn't talked in years and I signed up for your group. <laughs> I don't think we talked in like three say, years. But what was cool <laughs> was the impact that you had made in that group of women just by being you. Mm. That That's Thank part you. of what I love about you. Yeah. Thank you. Is you are just you. <laughs> I can't be any other way. And she she's free, right? You know what I'm saying, Abby? It's like she's fully expressed and like you're just like a firecracker <laughs> I and I love it which either activates or just burns the whole damn town <laughs> so it's just either you're gonna love it or you're gonna hate it and sometimes this we just burn we down drive. villages <laughs> no because we either create magic me yeah. at one point like we're either gonna create magic or we're just gonna we're burn the burn whole the damn down. town <laughs> like it's just gonna but okay I have to say this though is that it was your love in that group, which was P.S. It was so great when I signed up for your group and then you like texted me like, Kira, I haven't talked to you in years. You just signed up for my weight loss group? <laughs> yeah, Heidi. I figured. Hey, what's up? You just paid me. Why'd you pay me money? Like, you're my friend. <laughs> like, Heidi, I need help. And you know, what was powerful is you were like, when was the last time you looked in the mirror? Oh, I remember And I this. was like, I don't have a mirror. Yeah. And you're like, when was the last time that you weighed yourself? Like, I don't, I haven't weighed myself in years. And you were like, you just actually held this place of love for me. And it was the first time that I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not willing to see myself. And your love made it safe enough for me to go buy a mirror mm -hmm. and buy a scale and be like, it's time for me to see truth. But it was the safety of your love. You. And I feel like that's what you, that's what, we're creating here is mm -hmm. like safety. Like we live in a world where no one's real and everything looks perfect. And oh, we all know it's not. Yeah. And, and there's safety that you bring with your love. And so like, I'm so excited about whatever this is. And like, we don't even know, maybe I'll be on one episode. Maybe I'll be on four. <laughs> like we just take it in one yeah. second at a time, but like whatever this is, people are going to feel so safe to be themselves. I, what did I write when I was writing a goal of this? You, cause you just said something, yeah. mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> it just in brainstorming. No, first I want to touch on, um, you said something about truth. Um, yeah. you said with the mirror, um, Heidi, you taught me that at first I need to see the truth. Yeah. I think that is key for every, anytime I see anyone suffering yeah. or in like angst, right? I know enough now through my experience of doing it the hard way. I'm not going to say the wrong way, doing it the hard way that any angst and dis-ease ease in me is usually the result of an untruth or me not being willing to look at a truth. And sometimes the truth is ugly. Mm. 
right? Sucks. It does. But but the only thing that sucks more than an ugly truth in like an ugly truth is the ugly truth in the dark, oh, right? Yes. It's an ugly truth that we don't want to look at. Mm-hmm. The second we bring truth to light, speaking of looking at, I mean, whether it's your body and you seeing yourself in the mirror or it's a secret that you're hiding. Or it's a relationship. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. But when you see truth, you can't unsee truth. Just that acknowledgement right there yeah. is huge because then when you know it's there, mm-hmm. you don't have to do something about it right away. And I think yeah. there's this idea, well, if I see it, then I have to do something about it. No, first, all you need to do is see it. Right. And there's been a lot of me finding truths about myself as I'm prepping for this podcast, like all of my old patterns creeping back and I have to name them and I named them and I didn't change all of them right away. But now that I know that they're there, I can't not know that they're there. And every single day, it's not about doing it perfectly. And this is what I have taught in my communities. It's not about doing it perfectly. It's about like every single day. Am I 1% better? or further along today in at least one area Mm. than I was yesterday. Mm. This is the human thing. And there are areas I'm going to backslide in. Yeah. Same with you and me, but it is that truth that guides everything. And I, I actually think too, this is a great thing to name because in knowing you and loving you and every time I'm in your orbit or you're in my orbit, I will say there's just like, there's pure love and joy. And, um, uh, there's like a, it's like a light. Yeah. Right. There's a whole lot of laughter because we are wild. You know as why? <laughs> what it is, is we are just truth tellers. We are actual I know. truth tellers in a way that we're like, okay, yeah. this truth has to stay right here for now. <laughs> like, you know we're like, we might record some podcasts that will launch in two years or 20 years or like after we die. <laughs> but, but what I was going to say is that light yeah. and that thing that is so attractive, it's called truth. Mm. And I think anytime you feel the energy of somebody who you're like, oh my gosh, I want to be around that person. Like I can't, it's truth that you are feeling. You are mm. feeling and witnessing authenticity. Yeah. You are, it's somebody in their raw state. And that's why you can even see someone in their messiness. And, and the more honest and authentic you are, yeah. the more you love them. I mean, that's one of my issues. I, I have to be careful which men I let in my orbit yeah. because if they are truth tellers, yeah. no matter how messy they are, yeah. I, I have so much love for yeah. truth. Well, truth is like, it's the stable ground that you can really plant in. Oof. That's it. It's like, yeah. oh, and that's why, you know, the there's magic. safety in it. Cause you can, safety. you know, to expect. Yeah, it's like, oh, there's truth yeah. here. I may hate the truth, but at least it's truth. Amen. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, so let's find we... our way. Let's find our way back to what we wanted to talk about well, today. That's why I'm here. My, if you could see the post-its, <laughs> hold on. I just have to show. I, I was told not to grab the post-its. I told and distract, her not to. But no. like, I don't have a name. Okay. For my that feels good. Uh, well, okay. We went through this. Bear with us, guys. These are my. Um, we talked about the resistance. I feel like I feel like what needs to be shared is starting over. Weird. So that's what I. Yeah. Just- really. Yeah. Yeah. So really, I. I mean, I had said. I think both of these go hand in hand. I don't have a name for this yet. Yeah. And and this is kind of a thing where I've been like, hey, God will show me. I'm. Listen, I am a hippie child turned Jesus freak. <laughs> but I'm such a God girl. So this is the thing I love. This is new for me. Yeah, I know. This is it's a, like every time you say it, I'm like, 
girls is this, is this what's actually coming out of her mouth i feel I like this is a it. new um another podcast at some oh, point because well, yeah all day. it's been a journey for me um and and the journey actually started uh i think a lot of people think it started after dave died or yeah. when he died it didn't it started um after my depression and anxiety mm-hmm. um in 2022 yeah. and it was a slow it was like a hey there's no other way and we'll go into that another time yeah. But having God in my life has shifted me in a major way. Yeah. I, I know it, I no longer care what anybody else thinks. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. Um, I care what he thinks. God is the stable ground. Yeah. It's he the, is the truth. It's the, he is the truth. Yeah, it's the only ground yeah. that actually will never crack. I love that. Yeah. I can't wait for that episode. Ugh. Stay tuned. Maybe, maybe you can <laughs> that do one. that one with me. Yeah, we're gonna need to do that one. Yeah. Um but yeah, so I don't have a name for this yet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's part of me that's like, I mean, this is a whole different episode too. Um, maybe it's just welcome to Heidi's Lane because my name is really Heidi Lane, yeah. right? Maybe it's Heidi Lane. Maybe. And I had a friend suggest something to me. I, You'll notice I can't take credit for things I didn't come up with. Yeah. And this friend um, has always suggested things that have been impactful in how I impact the world, believe mm-hmm. it or not. He had said, hey, there's that post that you do, and it really resonates with me in relationship to who you are. Mm. And there's this quote that he was referring to that says, don't be afraid to start over. Mm. This time you're not starting from scratch. You're starting from experience. Mm. Don't be afraid to start over. This time you are not starting from scratch. You are starting from experience. I like that. And as the, I don't want to call myself the queen, although I am a queen and you are a queen and Abby, you are a queen and yes, you are. watching are either a queen or a king. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel like I am one of the queens of starting over. Mm. Uh, the number of times in my life that something that felt stable and long lasting and happily ever after the number of times that those things have actually either shifted on me or been pulled out from under me or, you know, whether it's my dad passing away, Dave passing away, two marriages ending, um, businesses failing. Um, I think everybody listening and you, I think we all can relate to the idea of starting over being really difficult the the idea of starting over being really difficult and the only way to get good at starting over is to do it often mm. like with anything mm, practice like a muscle makes, yeah, practice makes progress right yeah and yeah and it, it's it's an uncomfortable muscle starting yeah. over or the idea of starting over which is why we stay tethered to these things that are toxic in our world, right? These things that we know aren't good for us, whether it be an abusive marriage or relationship or a toxic business or something that is just energetically pulling you, we tether ourselves to these things because we are so fearful of starting over. Yes, there's comfort in the chaos. Like there's (laughs) comfort in that. But I think more than the comfort, Mm -hmm. it is the fear of starting over because we think I'm going to, I'm going to have to start from scratch. Right. And Mm -hmm. we're never, ever one thing that's guaranteed. We all know we're going to die. And I think the other thing that's guaranteed is every one of us is going to find ourselves in a place between now and the time that we die uh, where we're starting over again. And I think if we can reframe that, like if this podcast can be a platform where 
we help reframe starting over as a thing that's not scary anymore, but it's actually beautiful. Yeah. Right. You know, what's super weird is that the amount of times that we've gone in and out of friendship, it's like we've started over every single time. Every time. That's so crazy. Every time. Yeah. So crazy. Um, can I share something yes. that I learned when I was, uh, my marriage was ending and it obviously wasn't in my highest good to go back, but I found myself wanting to go back because yeah. it was 20 mm. years, mm. 20 years, like yeah. half my life. And I was praying to God and I was shown the story of Moses and the children of Israel. And I don't if, even know that. Okay, Remember, I'm, tell, I'm new to God. Oh, okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm new to I'm Bible gonna, stories. I'm going to bring me. it really simple. Okay. okay. So for uh, years and what generations upon generations, the Israelites were slaves and, to the Egyptians. And they just were waiting for the promise that, that someone was going to save them. Mm. And finally, God raises mm. Moses mm. to save them. And he takes them from Egypt, from out of uh, slavery, parts the Red Sea for crying out loud, right? Yeah. And they get to the other side and then they're walking in the wilderness. And you know what they say? I'd rather go back to being a slave because I Ooh. knew I would be fed because I knew what it was like to be a slave. Wow. And in that moment, God was like, you only want to go back because it's what you knew. Yeah. And so what I was shown was I have to, to see a new vision ahead of me that makes me not want to go back. And a vision that you could create. Yeah. This is why envisioning and dreaming is actually super important. And I have a really hard time naturally dreaming because I am scared of not living up to my dream. Right. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so mm. I love what you just shared. Yeah. And I can relate. I had someone not too long ago. This was after anxiety, panic attacks, landing me in the hospital. Um, say, and I, I knew, I, again, this is a, I, I knew God did not want me in the businesses I was in. They were amazing. And it changed the world. It changed the women in the community. But I also knew that, um, I, I had to have a come to Jesus with myself yeah. and say, am I doing this for them? Or am I doing this for me? Am I serving? Am I building the kingdom of God? Mm. Or am I building the kingdom of Heidi? Oh, it's another thing I had a, a friend ask me. Mm. And if I'm being real with myself, yeah. um, I think it's easy for personal development people to say, oh, it's for the world. Yeah. But if we really, really stop, I was doing it for my families. I, I, I needed to provide, yeah. right? So I was doing it to provide. I was doing, and then of course there was like a dopamine hit as people would, their lives would be changed. And so it was like, Hey, well, I'm, I really doing like, what would God, what would building the kingdom of God look like? And to, if I know what the kingdom of God building looks like for me, and it looks like, uh, healing myself and focusing on my four kids mm. that, and I believe that while I don't know how that's going to impact the world, I feel like any impact to the world will be far greater. God, God gets to decide that. I don't get to decide that. It's going to be greater because I will show up as me and my kids will show up as me. Or as I love you. I know, Kira. It's hard. Oh, I don't know why that got me so hard. But it is so scary. I know. To be a single mom. I know. And you just saying those words, it was like, 
that's the trust like hey god i'm gonna show up for my five kids but you better show up on the other side because that is our most important role is being a mom and he will he will I wasn't supposed to cry in this. No, I. I <laughs> this wasn't the deal. <laughs> no, it was. Remember, we're doing this my way. <laughs> and my way has you crying right now. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it, it, it is a. But I will say I knew that since June of 2022. And I didn't listen to God. I didn't listen to my intuition. I didn't listen to my inner knowing out of fear because I was like those people that left. Yeah. And I, every time I leave a little bit, I would start to be like, where's my food? And so I'd go back and I can't tell you how many times I said, I'm not doing another challenge or I'm not doing another nutrition education course or I'm not because the energy that it took from me and my kids. Yeah. The energy it took was real and it, it gave to the world. And I, like I built, the, I don't regret any of it. Yeah. I love it. It was true. Like it fed my soul. Yeah. Um, and I hate to even say uh, it fed parts of my ego because I knew like I had quantitative proof and evidence that I <laughs> was making a difference and I was enough. Right. Yeah. And what am I enough if no one can see the benefit that I'm making in me and my kids. And then that's when I had to turn to God, right? Yeah. And say, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. Yeah. I need to let go if people are going to think I'm crazy because I'm not going to work as much. And that's okay. It's okay if someone looks at me, a man looks at me and says, you're wasting your talents and your gifts by not showing up in the world. It's okay. Yeah. Um, and it's okay if someone says, how are you going to feed your family? I'm going to figure it out because I figure everything out. Right. 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 But, but it was that fear and, and, and the same went for my relationship. It was like, every time I left, I was like, hold on. But I was fed over there and I was fed love mm -hmm. and wait, hold on. I didn't have enough self-love to not need it from an external source. And Dave was the greatest at loving me. Yeah. I, I've actually never, and I, I mean, I don't want to say I will never, cause we have to be careful yeah. what we manifest. I, up till that point in my life, up till now, I've never experienced somebody loving me as deeply yeah. and as well. He created the pattern. He did. So now that anything mm -hmm. after can't be less than. And, and I, I definitely, I'm aware of that now, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, anytime I was leaving or part, it was like a, I would tell my life coach, I said, there's, I, there's so much fear. I like, I am fearful. And she said something beautiful to me one day after she heard me over and over. She said, anytime you say I'm fearful or I'm scared, I want you to replace it with I'm lacking trust. Mm. Mm. And think of this in any area of your life. Like whether you've left and you're not being fed, you are a prisoner. Yeah. But you were being fed as a prisoner. You knew. Yes. You knew it was crap, yes. but you knew it was yes. coming. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But like, think about it. When we take that leap and, yeah. I'm, and, and I mean, Dave's whole premise of his book was leaving the safe harbor, right? Oh, when we leave yeah. the safe harbor into those choppy waters, it, 
it's scary. There's so much fear, right? But the, that word fear stops us. But when we can identify that that fear is a lack of trust, Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, holy crap. Hold on. I trust God. Not only do I, like, even if you're someone who's like, I don't know what I believe if it's God, the universe, mother nature, higher source, it doesn't matter. Trust yourself. Yeah. This is the final piece of that story is that God poured down manna yeah. every day Ooh. for the children of Israel. But if they stuffed their pockets with the manna yeah. in fear that it wouldn't come the next day, it would spoil. Ooh. And so God told me, stop stuffing your pockets. Stop stuffing your pockets with manna, Akira. Ooh. I will always Ooh. deliver. And that's it. I love that. It's just the trust. It is. It's the trust. And, and I think it's super important to say. Yeah. Trusting God doesn't mean not putting in the effort. Ah, yes. Yes, this is you so big. You still got to work. <laughs> you still got to show up right? and do the, You have to take actions. You have to take you actions. You can have a car that's filled with gas, but if you never actually pushed on the gas and drove yeah. it, God could fill your truck. It could fill it up with gas yeah. all day long. If you do not take action. Got, yes. Yes. The car is not moving. Yeah. And I want to be clear, even (laughs) in me in this space where I'm saying I'm not working as much, what that means is instead of 10 businesses I'm running, I'm only running five. Right. I was like, can we clarify that you did not retire? But what I did, (laughs) that's not what what I did do is I did a, 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 like an, what's the word? A clean out. A clean out. Yeah. And I said, which things are energetically, ex- like it's are, co- are requiring the m- are most of my energy and what is the financial return? Because this mm. is where I needed to start. I had to start understanding my books and what I was making. Mm. Okay, so if, and what things are requiring less with a big financial return, those are the only things because yeah. my energy must go to me and my children. So even if it means the big energy output that gave me the ego input, or, and I don't want to say ego, but like the Heidi, you're not right. I'm going to have to make peace with that and Mm. wipe my hands of it and let it go away and get my enoughness from God, from myself Mm. and from my kids. Yeah. Right. So that I can provide. So I still provide for my kids. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's really important. Um, so what's the gift? Okay. I'm like dying. It's for you. Oh, it's for me. What? (laughs) Oh my God. I've had it for like three weeks. Do you know that gifts are my love language? (gasps) Yeah. I didn't know that. This is it. I'm yours forever, Heidi. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Okay, hold on. I didn't. I didn't. It's going to make too much noise. I'll hold it. I'll hold here. There we go. Check, check. Check, check. I didn't. I didn't wrap it. That was before my. (laughs) That was when I I had more helpers. (laughs) I'm scaling down. I know this was not planned. This was not planned at all. (laughs) I'm really excited about it. Do you know what this is? Did I tell you? Okay. I mean, it's wrapped 1,000 times. Okay. I have it on right now. It says, hold on, where is it? It says, everything I need is within me. And Kira, every single thing you need to create success, not find it. You've already created success, but everything you need to walk your path is within you. 
Oh, goodness. <clears throat> this was actually um, the last gift Dave ever gave me. <gasps> These two things. Wow. So it's Athena, oh the warrior goddess yes. who fought next to Hercules. Oh. Not, not, I just next oh. to him, but she fought. And then everything I need is within me. Yeah. I mean, literally oh. um, the week before he died. Oh my gosh, Heidi, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Heidi. And I hope everybody listening knows the truth in that. It doesn't just go for me and Kira. Um, it goes for you. Yeah. And I think the only way that we can really feel the power and the truth of that is through repetitions, right? Like a muscle. Yeah. And it's through courageously, courageously starting over every time we're called to it. Like instead of looking at starting over or something ending as a death sentence, right? Like a, a sentence, like, oh, this ended it. That's a sentence that I have to serve again. No, you are being provided the most beautiful opportunity to start over from so much experience, more wisdom and love. At the ending of one thing is also, it's um, the beginning with compassion and empathy of another. Um, yeah. Oh, thank you, Heidi. You're welcome. You know, I bought this book for you. You did. <laughs> I never gave it to you. But you gave me crystals and cards. I did. And I did I give you lots of them. things. My kids love them too. <laughs> I bought this book for you. <laughs> then I kept it. Um, it's fine. I will give you, I'll give you another one, but it's, it's the story of a tree. It's a children's book and oh, it's a story of this tree. And there was five trees that were all together in a grove and yeah. they all lost their leaves the first winter. Okay. Except for one, he held to his oh, brown leaves yeah. so tight. Oh. He held them and he held them and he held them. And then the spring came and they all got new leaves and they all grew like six feet oh. And he stayed the same size and he just held and he held and he held. And then it went another season and they all lost. And he, nope, I'm not letting go of my leaves until one day they were towering above him and all the birds were landing on them. And he was down below and he's like, what happened? And this one little bird came and said, if you drop your leaves, oh. you will grow. And so he decided to finally drop his leaves and when he was bare is when he grew the most. And I read that book and I was like, this is me and Heidi's life. Your paths and my paths, it's been, how many times do I have to drop my leaves again? But every time we do, it's that start over, it's the growth. Oh, Kira. It's how many times do we get to drop our leaves? Oh, you know? Yeah. And, and, um, it is interesting because the times in my life where I've experienced the most growth and joy, I think that like, like two ex growth, joy, and peace. I'm going to throw in a third word, um, were the times that I was bare and I think bare for everybody looks different. Yeah. Um, for me, you'll notice a theme bear for me is without a man mm. because that has been 
part of my pattern. Right. And which is a sign like I, I need and I need to be more bare yeah. and bare without business because those are the things that have defined me, my relationships, my businesses. And I think for everyone, it's going to be slightly different. Like, what are the things? What are your leaves? This is a really great yeah. thing to kind of leave people with is just a um, an invitation to pinpoint what some of your leaves are. Like, what are the things that you are holding on to? Mm-hmm. And those things, they, their identities and roles, and um, it's like security blankies. And beliefs. Beliefs, yes, mm-hmm. that you don't want it. Like, because those limiting beliefs, yeah. they're going to hold you down. Yeah. And then like, it, it's, again, awareness is seeing this truth and being aware of it is totally different than doing something about it. So don't feel like once you see them, it means you have to right away shed yourself, shed all of the leaves at once. It's a process. Yeah. Yeah. Be patient. And no matter what your process looks like, know that it is exactly what it's meant to be. Mm. Um, and if you just focus on being 1% better or moving 1% toward the right direction, dropping a little bit of that leaf every single day. And I mean, you're going to experience growth, that necklace, right? Like this of like, oh, I have everything I need within me. Yeah. So I can leave. I can let these leaves drop. Yes. Because I know that I have everything I need. Wow. That's powerful. Um, Okay. So I think this feels like the end of the first podcast. So I want to, I want to do this. Okay. I'm going to, I want to, I'm going to hold this space for you to drop into your heart. Okay. And I want you to listen to what is the message you want to leave with them that when they leave this, this episode with us, it's like it wraps them in the blanket and uh, brings them joy, peace, safety. You know, and I think I'm thinking now and also anytime you guys are watching or listening to this, um, I would want to leave every podcast um, the way that I leave any conversation, Mm. right? Um, I mean, I, I want this podcast, I want you being here to feel the same way I hope people feel when they're with me. I want every, and I mean, if anyone's ever been in my groups or been my friend, I hope this is the truth. I want everyone in my orbit to feel loved for exactly who they are, Mm -hmm. even the parts that they might be scared to show. Um, Seen, because I do see you, heard, because I hear you, and what you have to say matters and is so important. Even though this is a podcast, there's a part of me that wants this to transcend physics, right? Yeah. And I want you to feel seen and heard here. Um, and I want you to know that you're enough. Yeah. I want you to know that exactly who you are and how you are in your evolution, whether you're just beginning or you're highly evolved or whether you're starting over or where, whether you're at the peak of something that you started a long time ago. Um, I want you to feel and to know that you are enough. And I know my mom always said to me, 
she always said, you better leave everything you touch better than when you found it. Mm. And I think one of my greatest hopes for this is in addition to my own healing, but I hope that everybody leaves here feeling better than when I met you. Mm. There you go. So I see you. I love you. I hear you. And you're enough. Thanks for hanging out on my couch with me. (laughs) Thanks for joining me on Heidi's Lane as we navigate this amazing and often humbling highway of life together. As always, it's been such a joy to have you here with me. And I hope that through our conversation today, you found at least one gold nugget or one thing that resonates with you that you can use in your life to help you live a life you love because each day truly is a gift. I appreciate you being here. I see you, I hear you, I love you. Until next time, I am Heidi. Heidi.